just, just wait. You gonna treat the fiftieth like this? What are you? I we clapped in unison. Why are you mad at me? You know what? I stay mad at I you. I gotta go. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it here. You never give me nothing. <laughs> I do it myself. Yeah, big girl. How are you, honey? We're here. We're in it to win it. So drink, clink, drink, clink, drink. Oh, that's perfect. Mm. I love that. Um, guys, we made it. We're I'm already getting emotional. <laughs> We're here at episode 50. Five zero. Can you believe? Can, uh, yeah. We, uh, t- we talk yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. All you do is fucking talk and beg for people to listen. So. You really are. Um, you can't help it. It's in your nature. Yeah, but we've done it. We got it to episode 50. Um, Dylan, before we started recording, uh, he said, you're halfway to Town." So, where it all started. But, but first, we got to take a big stop oh, at God. something that deserves every bit of our attention. <laughs> every bit of it. Uh, so, guys, we're going to get drunk. I'm going to get super emotional. It's going to be great. Um, but we're here. Uh, and that's it. Uh, so, like, comment, and subscribe. Donate to the List Rounds on You Fund. And with that, I will turn it over to our co-host. Hi, uh, I'm co-host number 50. Uh, hey! Ah, the crowd goes <laughs> wild and old lady passes out. It's just fun all around. Um, I'm BJ. In case you there goes know. half of my followers. Literally, yeah. <laughs> uh, she gets so excited that uh, her life alert goes off. Um, but uh, I, the show we're doing for episode 50 is The Color Purple. Yes, I'm, first of all, so excited to do this show. Me too. I'm so excited to to do it with you. When I made the um, Excel sheet of who's doing what show, like, immediately I was like, BJ Sawyer's doing, doing the color purple. Um, I did not know at the time that it was going to be episode 50, but I was like, if I, if I even think about doing it with anybody else... I will be on multiple occasions <laughs> disintegrated. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, I'm super excited. Um, I remember watching the movie uh, with you and Daniel when we all lived together mm-hmm. uh, for the first time because I had never seen it. And uh, then the musical, the you know, the music came out. Well, the music was already out at that point. Yeah. But then I was like introduced to the music. Fucking loved it. Super excited when the revival happened. So, yeah. Nice little, nice little night we have ahead of us. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Nice is the word we're going to use. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is an emotionally charged, visceral Volatile. experience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> answer, Did you say like immersive experience? I said visceral experience. Oh, I'm in your house. Turn around. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so without further ado because i'm sure we're gonna talk for the next six hours about this musical um oh 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 oh. speaking of i i need to address a vicious rumor on me uh that was said in um oh god what was it q a the q a episode um Um, what that was uh there was a violent attack on me 
Um, as someone said that your episodes with me are very long because you and I tangentialize a lot. And I would like to we say, um, maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, so The Color Purple uh, is a 2005 Broadway musical with uh, music and lyrics by a team uh, that consists of Brenda Russell, uh, Allie Willis, and Stephen Bray with the book of the musical by Marsha Norman. Uh, This is all based on the uh, Color Purple by Alice Walker and the movie of the same name that has EGOT winner Whoopi Goldberg. God bless. And Oprah Winfrey. Yes. The Color Purple. <laughs> I love her. Um, I love that nobody can see you doing Oprah hands and you still do them. At, required. Required Oprah hands. Um, yeah. Okay, so... Let's talk about it. Um, the musical opened on December 1st in 2005 at the Broadway Theater, period. Absolutely. It's... <laughs> absolutely. Um, and it closed on February 24th, 2008, after 30 previews and 910 regular performances. Ma'am. Three years is a long time. Isn't it? Especially for a new musical. Yeah. I mean, Hamilton is still going at six. Yeah, sure. Technically so is Wicked and all those other... I think for it not being an original... Like, musical... I don't know. I just fucking love it. Um, okay, so the original production starred the Shans as Seely, uh, and she went on to win a Tony, a Tony, Tony, Tony. Um, and it also had uh, Renee Elise Goldsberry, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Schuyler, nope, Angelica Schuyler. Yep. Um, <laughs> which one is she? Um, Honey. In it. Uh, then, you know, it went on tour. It's had... I saw it on tour. So, I've seen it on tour. Um, I saw it when, uh... Oh, my gosh. Uh, Adriana Hicks? Who... Yes. Nope. Yes, 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 yes. She's in Six now. Yeah. Yeah, so I saw her in it. Loved her. Um, now, that was the original production. So, the Broadway revival happened because uh, there was a production in London on the West End at the Minear Chocolate Factory, not to be confused with the Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory. Um, <laughs> Girl, a whole other show, a whole other set of problems. A, a whole, se- just a set of problems. I mean, yeah. Um, and it was so popular that they brought it over to Broadway. And it began running at the Bernard B. Jacobs Theater uh, and it closed uh, in 2016. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. In 2015. Yes. And then in 2017, it uh, closed uh, on January 8th. Yeah. Uh, so, which 
we'll get into the day it closed and what all that means in a second. You mean the day that God forsake us? Uh, correct. So, <laughs> so, uh, lots of people have done this show. Um, we'll get we'll get into the cast in a second. I'm sorry, I'm doing this so out of order right now. Um, so, Tony nominations for the OG. Yes. Okay. So it got these are just Tony noms. Best musical, best book, best original score, best featured actor for Brandon Victor Dixon, best featured actress for both Felicia P. Fields and Elizabeth Withers Mendez, best choreography, best scenic design, best costume design, best lighting design. Crazy. The full gamut, ma'am. Yes. Those are just noms. They did not win those. 2006. Yeah. It did win for Best Actress in a Musical for LaShawns, who played Celie, who was up... BJ. BJ, do you know who she was up against that year? Oh, this is 2006, Tony's? Um, uh-huh. God, who was on the 2006 Tony's? Uh, my brain is just only pulling up the 2008 Tonys, and I'm like with Whoopi Goldberg, and I'm like, that's not, that's not correct. Um, okay. You tell me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Get into it. Sutton Foster. Mm. Patty Lapone. Drowsy Chaperone. Mm. Patty Lapone. Sure. Kelly O'Hara. Oh, a treasure. And Cheetah Rivera. Like. I mean, that is a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. And Cheetah Rivera was playing herself in yeah. a show mm-hmm. and lost. But <laughs> you weren't good enough at being yourself. <laughs> Who is? Uh, and on that we drink. Um. <laughs> okay. So, the revival. Now, y'all, y'all, this happened in 2016. When the world, and I'm large, at large, anyway. Um, <laughs> I know where you went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was, poor, it was horrible. You will not receive a callback. No. Um, <laughs> so, we'll the revival. You. Maybe. Please. Uh, got nominations for, I'm sorry, nominations for Best Direction of a Musical for John Doyle. And Best Featured Actress in a Musical for Danielle Brooks. Love her. Uh-huh. She went to Juilliard. Um, but it did win, first of all, Best Revival of a Musical. And let me yeah. tell you, if it had lost, I would have still been swinging to this day. <laughs> at, every, at everybody. Every, every, for no reason. For Well, for this reason. For losing. Yeah. But like... Yeah. But, yes, so, and the one and only Best Actress in a Musical for Miss Cynthia Erivo. Let's talk about her for the next hour. So, she, first of all, is fucking amazing. Um, Absolutely. She came over with with the London production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was Celia in London. In the West End. The West End. Um... And she was fucking phenomenal. And so 
to open the show with her. Which, it was funny, I violently, every time I see, listen to The Color Purple, I think of us talking about the revival happening, because we were both so excited, and we're like, oh my gosh, Jennifer Hudson's gonna be Shug Avery, Daniel Brooks is in it, who is the Cynthia Erivo girl? Yeah, Uh uh-huh. And they had a promotional video of... Cynthia and Jennifer Hudson singing the color purple like together in the studio yeah in the studio studio. and I I was just like Cynthia's good but it's Jennifer Hudson and then like I heard Cynthia sing it alone and I was like what is happening (laughs) it was so good Uh, um so yeah um and now they're planning on making a movie adaptation of the musical Okay, but if it's not Cynthia Revo, I don't know how it couldn't be. Like I, I truly don't. <sighs> because because now at this point she's an Oscar nominated actress. Mm-hmm. So like, there's the no reason. It is the last one she needs. The only thing I can think of her like she's just be like I'm I'm I'm, tired I'm of past that silly. yeah yeah so. I don't know. Mm. Now, there are videos that y'all need to go watch. Y'all need to go watch the Tony performance. Uh, The 70th Tony performance of the cast of The Color Purple, which, by the way, was the same year as Hamilton, in case you were curious. Yes! Um, And out of the entire Tonys, uh, Cynthia Rivas' I'm Here was the only standing ovation the entire night. From, and here's the thing that kills me, because if you watch it and you, you've listened to it, I know you have, you can hear professional actors in the background hooting and hollering when she walks out. Yeah, uh-huh. And then, their mind. And then it is professional people who do this for a living giving her a standing ovation. But if you watch it, you'll understand, because like... The emotion. I mean, we're going to get into this later, but, like, the emotion in that video is so good. But it's also Heather Headley, Danielle Brooks, and an entire cast of people who I'm convinced, convinced, were told for that one night only, try to outsing everybody else. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like... Because it's hard when you have the Easter ladies coming in at 100, right? Like, she opened her mouth, and she said, it's Sunday morning. And, like, I was like, fuck, it's Sunday morning, even though I know it's probably Thursday afternoon. Yeah. But, oh, my God. That whole just... And when when they formed the line of the chairs, and they just lifted, my God, Heather Headley up. Yes. For her to expose her divine presence to the world and heal it. I was just like, this is... Like, this is enough to, like, convert me. Like, like, like this is, like... Like, I saw God when that happened, and I was like, I'm convinced that Heather Headley and Audra McDonald received the same healing energy from the same deity. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. It was probably... Like... like what? Yes. <laughs> well, when is no. probably from the same... They all, they're all from the same deity. Yeah. Anna Ross. She caught the earring. Look, smooth with it. Just smooth. All right. So. Tangent one. (laughs) 
clock it. If you clock it, if you can. So, so we're so we did talk a little bit about the cast of the original Broadway cast. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So now let's talk about the revival. Now I want to I want to say that I will. While I have seen videos of the original production, mainly of Fantasia, uh, yeah, 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 Barino, yeah. as who was phenomenal as Celia, was great. and I have probably never read. I mean, besides Heather being a replacement, I've probably never read more about a person being a replacement on Broadway, like with such good reviews. Mm-hmm. Like they fucking loved Fantasia. And, she, I mean, she was great, so... She took the shit out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So. The revival of The Color Purple. Cast. <gasps> Celia is played by Cynthia Erivo. Amen. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Amen. Shug, Shug Avery... Tangent 2, is originally played by Jennifer Hudson. Perfectly played by Heather Headley. Thank you. There it is. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, then yes, yes. the cause of the close of the show, played by <laughs> Jennifer Holiday. 100%, yes. Now, yes. here's... here's Now, I don't know if you remember this, but when the Tony nominations came out, Jennifer Hudson was not nominated for Sugar Free. At all. And she tweeted about it. Uh-huh. And she was like, it's so great to have your name used to open a show, uh, and that's it. And, uh, I mean, yes and no. I think... I hate to say it. I hate to be that person. Since when? Be better. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, be better. Here's my thing! I okay. Actually, I'll I'll say this all at once so it doesn't seem like an attack on her because it's it's truly not an attack on her. Um, Just an attack on Titan. Period. Um, <laughs> now, okay. Shug Avery is a character who is like a not disgraced but like alcoholic lounge singer, like jazz club singer. Um, yeah. who is middle ish age. And, but can sing extremely well. And, like, that is what she's known for. I think, personally, on my own damn podcast, that Jennifer was too young to play Shug. But she can sing the role. Heather Headley... No, no, let's skip straight to Jennifer Holiday. Jennifer Holiday. Was the right age to play Suge? And the right, like, look and feel? But could not sing Suge. I think Jennifer Holiday was too old to play Suge. Okay. Okay. I I think you're aging Suge more than she should be. Okay. I think Suge should... Shug Avery should be a little younger, I think. Like, she's not, like, Siwe's age. She's definitely older than that. But mm-hmm. I, like, I don't think she's that much older. Right. Because she's, like, this, around the same age as Mister. Yeah. 
Well, because, yeah, because they have, like, a relationship. I mean, Jennifer Hudson right I now. Mean, oh, Jennifer Hudson right now would be perfect. Jennifer Hudson right now is 40. Like, I, that makes sense. Anyway, all this to say, Heather Headley was fucking phenomenal. There are bootleg videos of Heather Headley singing on YouTube with excellent quality that I watched this afternoon. Sometimes I just go and watch them and cry. Yeah. For no other reason. It's called uh, feeling emotions. Mm Mm-hmm. For once. I feel all of them all the time. Like, if if I were typing the color purple... And it like color purple Heather Headley, color purple. Um, I almost said Jennifer Lewis. Uh, um, but like Cynthia Riva, like any of them, at least the first twenty videos are all red lined because I've already watched them all. Like oh I, yeah, like I watch it all the fucking time. I watch color purple so often; it's stupid. Yes, um, and. Okay, also, the cast did this beautiful thing where anytime anybody left the show, that during bows, they would just sing. They would sing mm-hmm. in celebration and, like, of them, like, leaving and having been with them. And I'm, when I tell you, I, I cannot watch them singing to uh, Heather Headley when she leaves because they sing, I, I Won't Complain. Yeah. That's the, they should have charged people leaving the show another ticket. Absolutely, absolutely, because it's beautiful, and it's one of the of the videos that I've seen of them singing "People Goodbye." It's not just Cynthia singing the lead; like Danielle sings a lot, and mm-hmm. I love Danielle. I loved her so She's much. Very talented. Yeah, and it was her Broadway de- debut, so it was like. Let's, uh, let's get Danielle from Orange is the New Black and Jennifer Hudson on Broadway, get people in to see the show because of them, introduce them to Cynthia. Now Cynthia is super popular in America and that's all we needed. Yeah. Mama? Which is crazy because she won her, was, she won her Grammy, Emmy, and Tony. For the color purple. All for the color purple. Yeah, because the the recording got a Grammy, and then uh-huh. she got her Emmy. Her she got her Emmy. This fucking baffles me. She <laughs> got her daytime Emmy America? for Good Morning America for singing one song, and it was the day the Tony nominations came out. Yep, she sang, and it was so good that they gave her a daytime Emmy for it for his best variety piece on a morning TV show. Can you what? believe yes like but also go look that up i'm pretty sure it's good morning america it, it is like a hundred percent it is good morning america yeah there's a, yeah please <laughs> okay now bj now for a very delicate part of the episode oh, no. because i am not totally unhinged but we are gonna do it oh god okay carry on mm-hmm. i know where we are <laughs> uh-huh I love it. Okay, BJ, who would you be? Oh God! If it Um, were up to if it were up to you, who would you be? Because I have an answer that might surprise you. 
I would be... All right, I'm going to give you who I want to be and who I think I'd be. Okay. I want to be... I want to be Suge Avery. Like, I, I you know, you, you always want to be Suge Avery. So that, yeah. for me, I want to be Suge. Okay. Who I think I'd be... Sophia. Okay. Can I tell you? Go ahead. That that's exactly my answer. I would cast <laughs> you as I would cast you as Suge, but you'd also make it a beautiful Sophia. Uh, so you're no, the swing. Probably, hell no! You used to be my warm up song for like a year. Please. <laughs> hell <laughs> yes. So unhealthy. <laughs> but um, but I was like, yeah, let's growl at eight a.m. That sounds fine. Please. Um, but yeah, no, I I love. I love Sophia's character. So yeah, I yeah that that would have been my answer. Absolutely. Nathan. <laughs> I, I g- there is a gun to my head and I'm legally <laughs> required to ask you. Who would you be? Now, okay, let's let's all be realistic. We all know who you are. Let's all be ballistic. <laughs> I, realistically, I am the audience member being yelled at by an usher that I have to calm down. Yeah, being escorted (laughs) out. Like, BJ. Now, y'all, I I saw the show on tour. I think I've mentioned that six times already. Um, But when I tell you I sat down and looked at the set and started crying, I'm not shitting you. I oh, that was at... me with Aida. Please. Heather Headley. I looked at the woman next to me and I was like, I'm just warning you right now. <laughs> when the God's Love New View comes on, don't look at me. I will be making very horrible sounds. I <laughs> promise you, I'm not okay, but I'll live. <laughs> but she laughed. She was like, ah, ha, ha. but then like she was very alarmed when the God's Love Nubia comes on because I was just like, <laughs> like it was just like violent sobs. Please. And I was just like, I, I told you in advance. She was like, you weren't kidding. I was like, no, God no. Yeah. No. First of all, it's God's Love Nubia. Like, what am I? A monster? <laughs> the fact that you weren't sobbing is okay. Anyway, I'm concerned for you. Another yeah. show. Um, okay. So, yes, realistically, I am being escorted out of the theater. Uh-huh. Now, and don't already be giving me that look in your mind. What are you talking about? I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm Seely. I'm Squeak. Uh-huh. Sure. Whatever. You are... You, you're Miss Millie, and that's all we're going to say I about am, this. I am Miss Millie. I don't know you people. Don't. I will edit you I've out always, of this entire episode. I've always been kind to you people. Oh, no. You know what? In a different life. You know what? I've grown, is all I'm saying. And not just weight rise. <laughs> okay? So. Nathan, let's come in here and talk about your silhouette. Okay. So. BJ, Lord, you know what? As much as we've talked, it's only been 27 minutes. Yeah, take that, Karina. All right, are you ready for this? Mm-mm. Wait, let me refill. Oh, me neither. 
right. Okay, so we... Hello, Miss, Ma'am, Mister. Where are we? Are we... we we're doing the revival, yeah? Yes, we're doing the... Uh-huh. With, and again, now, I, I say this a lot on the podcast, but it's because of the color purple that I say this. This stage is just chairs and people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally. Like, I cannot believe it. Did you it's, see? You saw the original too, right? The original tour? The original? Yeah. No. I saw the revival okay. tour. I saw the OG tour. Okay, okay. So you saw, like, but, their, set, uh, their set wasn't spectacle, but it was way more, like, involved. Yeah, yeah it was far more than the, the minimalist revival. But um, it was, they're very different energies. Okay, I want to talk to you about this. Because the okay. first time we listened to the revival soundtrack, I don't think we were super big fans of it. But, Correct, because I am a... I prefer the original Sophia over Danielle Brooks. No shade, Danielle Brooks. She's great. Yeah, yeah. Love her. Um, But I just loved the original Sophia so much that I was just, it was hard for me to break away. Plus, having, like, also, again, no Tina Shade. Love Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson is a beautiful studio pop artist. Like, she will literally belt the paint off of walls. Like, Mama has pipes. She's talented. She's great. I love singing with and at her all the time. However. Yes. That does not mean that she's the best theater artist. Correct. That's all I'm saying. That's no, I'm I, saying. I agree. And I, I thought of this today and I said, I'm going to say this and I hope it makes sense. The way I look at the original versus the revival. And I, I'm going to say this, and I hope it doesn't sound stupid, because, like, I truly believe it, is the original is religious, and the revival is spiritual. Yes. That makes it, sense. Okay. It makes sense. It makes okay. total sense. Okay, good. Because, like, the the revival is, it's, it's, it is, like, intimate, and it is, like, it is stripped down to chairs and people and wood. So you just get, like, the bare, open soul of the story. Yeah, I... I, I to, to yes and. The original is was not a minimalist set. Like, it was a full set, full production. And, and that is very reminiscent of that religious connection because you have the trappings, you have... Mm-hmm. Really, and that, that's not including like the religious undertones of the show, the show to begin with. Like right. the show itself is full of them, but um, but the spiritual connection with the revival is it's because it's the connection is just you and the the show. Oh, that's all there is, and Oof. it's so. It's in my opinion, it's more raw that way, mm-hmm. and so it's harder to pro. It's harder to like comfortably watch in my opinion because like if you guys are unaware if you've never seen the color purple one what two fix it three it is a rough Mm -hmm. story but it is a very beautiful story yeah holy shit is it hard to watch sometimes especially if you're like not in the right headspace yeah holy jesus 
So, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's very spiritual. Uh, the revival is very, far more spiritual and the original is very religious in that aspect. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad that made sense because I've been thinking like, do I say this? Do I not say it? Does this even make a lick of sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. Okay, good. Okay, awesome. So. As someone who grew up in a very religious household, um, yeah, no, it makes total sense. Okay. BJ. We're at the Bernard B. Jacobs Theater. Now, I saw this at the Strat Center. Yeah. Which, y'all, go to the Strat Center in Tampa because it's nice. It's nice. We saw we saw Lightning Thief there. We did. We sure did. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Where are you sitting, BJ? Um For this. Where do I wanna sit? You know I love a good mezzanine. Me too. I like a mezzanine center. If I can't be orchestra center, I want mez center. Okay. Because like orchestra center I think is like the vantage point, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, dead center of orchestra. I'm not too far back. I'm not too far forward. I'm good. Yeah. But I love good front center mez. That's some some good shit right there. No um, one's going to walk in front of you. It's just great. Oh, girl. Yes. Now, I'm going to tell you one more time. I don't know where I'd be sitting... Because I would have already been asked to leave because, <laughs> because I would be crying. Now, hold on real quick story because I just reco- I have I now have a recovered memory of seeing this show. Uh-huh. So my big thing when I go to shows is I like buying the vocal score. Or the vocal selections from the thing. That's my thing. Everybody, some people get a t-shirt, some people get mugs. My I really like the vocal scores. Some people get mugged. (laughs) (laughs) It is the Strat Center in Tampa. I mean, mean, it's Tampa. Um, I can't stand it. So, my thing... Okay, so I went after the show. And I was like, I'm gonna buy my vocal selection. Whatever. So I made my way over to the merchandise booth. And I waited in line. And they have a book out there with a CD in front of it and a little mug and a keychain. And I got up to the front of the line and I said, I'd like to buy the vocal selection book. And the girl said, we don't sell those here. And I said, can I buy that one? And she goes, which one? And I said, and I grabbed it and I, I well, I, touched it and I said this one that I'm touching right here and she said no and I said okay then I don't want anything thank you so much that's my story so we're sitting in the (laughs) 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 riveting groundbreaking never Netflix is is in talks to pick it up for a miniseries I, I just, I, my God, the tension, palpable. So, we're sitting in a theater. I am openly weeping and making no attempt to hide it from anybody. BJ, Surprising absolutely no one. BJ is in the orchestra like, who is that honking? Um, <laughs> and, and 
We're here. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. So. I love them. So we get two girls who come out and they're sisters. Yes. And they start playing a little patty cake clap game uh, where they're just singing about each other, about how, um, like, what they like to do together, how they like to play together, how they, like, kind of avoid their dad because he's abusive um, and an alcoholic. Um, but uh, we are going to always be together uh, as sure as the moon rises. Uh, everything is going to be all right. That is a secret tool we will use almost immediately. So, (laughs) BJ, we now get who me and you together truly are. The church women. (laughs) Yes, the Easter ladies, absolutely. Yes. Um, So, these women walk out and they're like, hey, wake the fuck up. It is Sunday morning. Uh, so, make a joyful noise to the Lord. Ma'am, when I tell you that absolutely that theater became a church. Absolutely. It absolutely became a church. One, you're quoting scripture. Two, you're making them clap. Three, you got a good beat? And black women are singing in your face? Me, 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 (laughs) me. Okay, so they start singing a song called um, Mysterious Ways. Um, where they start singing uh, parables of the Bible. Uh, uh-huh. Like how... Parables? I knew. Um, uh, <laughs> I know Bible. What's, what's the first one? What's the first one? Uh, Daniel and the Lion's Den. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. You listened. You listened. Come on. Um, God sent a mighty angel and brought him out again. Um, Amen. When God saw the wicked, he knew what to do. Said, Noah, bring the animals two by two. And I'm going to keep your boat afloat for 40 days because the good Lord works in mysterious in ways. mysterious ways. Oh, oh. Now, while, oh. while, this is, while <laughs> church is happening, Nettie and Celie, who are the sisters from the beginning, are walking with their father. And their, their dad is like, Celie, hurry up. You are so slow. Celie is pregnant. And Nettie is like, she is going as fast as she can. Um, and so uh, Nettie is like, hey, what are you going to call your ba- um, baby? And she's like, well, if it's a boy, I'm going to call him Adam. Uh, but my last child that I had, I named Olivia. All right, Olivia. Oh, also, it's important to note that Celia is a child. She's 14. Yeah, she's fully like a fully a, a child having mm-hmm. children. What babies having babies? Mm. <laughs> okay. My, my God. <laughs> my God on high. So, anyway, so the church women start talking amongst themselves about how living with. Their father is what killed their mother, and it is now going to have a negative effect on them and kill them too. Um, mm. And everybody wonders who the father of Celie's second baby is. Um, 
Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Uh, there. I heard yes. Potter hurt children into the woods and don't kill them. Bum, bum. Don't waste your time trying to wrestle with your early woes. Can I tell you, BJ, BJ, when I tell you that I have legit practiced on and off that transition into the clapping, the double clap, because I was like, I'm I'm not going to let BJ uh, get mad at me because I have to get this right. You better get those syncopated claps in. It's so good. Um, Now, and they go like, we're now like them coming into church and church has already been happening and like established. So like people getting ham. People, people, they're setting it off in church. The Holy Spirit is present. Yes. Um, And sometimes in the audience. It's wild. Because it's what? A religious experience? BJ, you are not wrong. I mean, I know you, I I know you've seen the show. But like, I, I, when I saw the show, I was like, these people and, and me, I'm like, this is a service. Yeah. That just happens to have a musical after it. Like the good Lord works in mysterious ways. I don't know how this song isn't listed on like high octane numbers in musical theater. Like you know, like Circle of Life or uh, uh, No One Mourns the Wicked. Like this is an excellent opening number. It requires a lot of black people. Okay. Yeah, musical theater has a hard time with that. Or at least that's what they say. No one auditions. Okay. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Now, this is just uh, one of the church ladies in the show. But in the Tony performance, it's Heather Headley. And when I tell you this woman spoke to my soul, and I just, like, I get teary-eyed. Because if you watch the, the clips of Heather Headley from The Color Purple singing... She is heart, mind, and body in those words. Like, absolutely. She she means every bit of it. Yes, and I, first of all, greatly appreciate that. But like, it's it's just like it's it makes me nervous that she's so convicted with what she's saying because I'm like, if people don't listen to her, she's about to get angry. Like, <laughs> she she's trying to help. I think it pissed people. I think it pissed God off. People walk by the color purple in a field and don't even notice it. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, that that anger is very real. So especially in like the way Heather Headley portrays her. But carry on. Yeah, yeah go, ahead, go ahead. No, correct. And so um, there's a part where she says, "If your poor back is breaking under all that weight, Saint Peter's gonna lift it at the pearly gates. That the Spirit walk beside you on your darkest days." Because the good Lord works in mysterious ways. It's just like, Mama, Jesus is there for you. Okay. So, now, the pastor comes up, the preacher, sorry. The preacher comes up and he's like, hey, God is with you. You are going to hear this message, whether you like it or not. Um, wow. So, uh, hey, religious trauma. Well, so while this is happening, Seely goes into labor. Yep. Now, in the revival, um, I'm sorry, Cynthia, Seely, Cynthia Revo, uh, 
reaches into her dress and pulls out this blanket and is wrapping it around her arm and wraps it into like a baby swaddle. Yeah. It is wild. Because it's also like super dramatic. Like compared to like everything else in the in the musical, like it is it's like very exaggerated m- movements to like show that it is like quote unquote turning into a baby. Um Yeah. Yeah. So that's the opening number. That's just the opening number. Well, I like I like the way they do that because it gives you that one moment the and the only moment of spectacle in the entire show. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. Um, uh, uh, yeah, we don't, the only other time I would say there were any other, like, things that rival that spectacle is push the button, um, but it is, it's not the same caliber as spectacle as the, as this was, um, it's a lot, and it's the, like you said, it's the opening number, so I have now had to call a medic. Because I'm kind of just, like, leaning on the stranger beside me. Um, anyway. Also, Kelly Comprere was in this show, who we talked about in The Lightning Thief. She was... Lightning Thief, yeah. She was the original leading church lady in Sophia's understudy, and then she was Sophia on the tour. And the night we saw the tour, she was not there. Um. A tragedy, really. I was sad, but other people were also more upset. But looking back, now I'm happy. So... Okay. Is that... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, Celie so, gives birth to her son, and her dad's like, hey, g- g- give baby, please. And she's like, I would like one moment with the baby, please. And he goes, fine. So, we get somebody's gonna love you. Now... Uh. Let's talk about how half this is. This song is all of 45, 50 seconds. Mm-hmm. Half of it is just her. There's no music. And Seely yep. sings, I've got nothing to give you but a prayer. God's going to see you through. To part with you is more than I can bear, but somebody's going to love you. And while she sings this next part, everybody else, it's very interesting. In this, in the staging of, there's not really a set outside of how we configure the chairs. Um, there's not a whole lot of big props in the show. How they use the people, I don't want to say as props, but they're not characters in the scene. Mm-hmm. They are, they're just people, they're just people. I call them specters. Okay. I'll yes, absolutely. Um yeah. so while she sings this part, they're kind of just like ooing under her. And it's like it's so like chilling. It's just it's so nice. It's so pretty. Um and she sings, Sweet baby sweet, this much I know is true. Sleep, baby sleep, cause somebody's gonna love you. I'm always gonna love you. Even though she knows that she's going to lose her baby. The thing is, she doesn't know whether her babies are alive or not. Yeah. 
And so, like, this is the only prayer she's ever... This is literally the only thing she's ever able to give them in case that this is the last time... Yeah. ...that they're alive. Yes. And it's... Oh, Jesus. So, we now cut to four years... Four years have passed. So, she's now 18. Now, her and her sister live on the farm... To, or they're in their house together. And they kind of, they fucking love each other. They love each other. And um, they're just kind of, you know, around. And this guy, Mr. I'm upset. I am too. You used an R. Mr. Sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, I was like, Mr. <laughs> Gentrifying. Got me a Cadillac, Cadillac, (laughs) Cadillac. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, Mr. comes and uh, asks their dad, he's like, I want to marry Nettie. And he's like, "Um, no, uh, you can marry Celie. And so uh, the girls, they hear this. It's not a secret what's happening. And Nettie's like, Seeley goes, what What do you want? Like, in this life, like, what do you want to do? What if we had bodily autonomy and got to make our own damn choices? What a concept. Um, whatever. At Texas. And, oh. <laughs> Nettie says, Nettie says, I want to know how the world works. Like, she, she just wants knowledge. She's like, I'm so interested in, like, everything that I could find out. How far is the moon? Like, well, how how does everything work? That's what I'm interested in. And she goes, Celie, what do you want? And Celie goes, I want to sit and do nothing. Me. Fucking me. Hello. Hello. Um, and she goes, I hope my babies are happy. Somewhere God has blessed. Um, and she gets yelled at to get to work. And she's like, uh, they say... Uh, whatever comes to us is in God's hand. When I lay me down to sleep, I will say my prayer. That God love me so deep, he will promise our souls to keep. Together, I say a prayer. Now, then they notice Mr. And they're like, who? Nettie's like, who's that? And Celie's like, oh, he's come looking for a new wife to take care of his children that he has absolutely no control over. Three, four bad children. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and so, Pa, their their father, keeps saying, like, you need to come, quit coming around here. Uh, why don't you go marry Suge Avery? And Nettie's like, Suge Avery. Yes. She goes, who's Suge Avery? And Celia says, oh, that's his old girlfriend. Um, and Mr. says, Suge is not a woman to raise children with. She's the queen honey bee. And Pa says, she a low-down hoe, what everybody says. Yeah. Um, and so, he says, all we have here is one pretty girl, Nettie, that you will never have, and one ugly girl uh, who works like a man. <sighs> also, uh, I... An earlier point, when you were talking about, um, when she asked Nettie what does she want, and Nettie has all these hopes and aspirations and dreams, and then Nettie asked her, the only thing that Celie can think of are 
mundane things because she does she's not capable of dreaming anymore yeah she's like i want to make you a new dress she's like i want to make you a new dress and that's what i want for my life yeah because i don't have the ability to dream for things the way yeah and and it's also like this may be her well she doesn't have the capacity of dreaming like like you're talking about this is this is her version this is yeah this is her version of it in the sense of like if I'm doing things for you, I'm not doing this back-breaking, soul-crushing work that I do day in and day out. I'm sitting in a chair helping my sister. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that's, like, self-growth is not what she's looking for. She's just, she's fucking looking to relax. She, it was the one person in her life who she's ever been able to help. Yep. Um, and so... They both sing at the end, uh, uh, and, uh, and one day our children will sing when I lay me down to sleep and like repeats their prayer that like one day our children will say this prayer together. Okay. So, uh, sorry. Um, we get a little time, time jump of, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. actually dis, um, deciding to choose Celie. Um, part of Celie marrying, him marrying Celie is that Nettie kind of comes with her. Um, yeah, uh. Well, well, that kind of comes later. Like, she does move in with him. It's yeah. not the original agreement, but she does end up moving with them. Um, and yeah. so... Uh, the the church yeah, women are like, I heard that that guy, uh, that man married that, that poor homely child. Those girls need somebody to come and save them. Now... Mm-hmm. Seely goes to see his house, and this mister is like, here's my field, there's my cattle, there's my men. Like, get to it. And his men, I love this song. It's not my favorite, but like, these men singing. Awoken something in you? Anyway. (laughs) 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 They, um, they, they're like, he likes his his life, he likes his food hot, his lemonade cold. You fucking do what he says. Like, it, end all be all, you get no opinion. Because uh, if you think hard work has been dogging you before, get ready for the big dog. Get ready for the big dog. <sighs> which sets up, which is an excellent way to introduce a horrific character. Yes. Like, if you think hard work's been dogging you before, get ready for the big dog. And if you think about the hard work she's been doing before... Like, it's about to get worse? It's about to get worse. And you're like, holy shitballs, Batman. How could it get worse? But wait. But wait. There's more. Literally. So, he's just like, you're doing this. Pull the turnips. 
uh, like, do this, feed the baby goats. Like, you, you will do everything here that I ask you to do. Um, now, Harpo, uh, keeps running around. Harpo is a little baby right now. Baby, baby toddler. And Mista is like, Harpo, I'm gonna beat you clean to death. Uh, and Celia's like, when I lay me down to sleep, I will say my prayer. And she's just like, if I can say my prayer and think of my sister, I can get through this. Um, now, uh, she's like, I will say my prayer. That goes love me so deep. You promise our souls to keep together. And then Harpo says... The bedroom's upstairs. And she says, I say a prayer. Mm. Harper doesn't say that. Mista says that. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm so sorry. I'm... I, was like, I was like, oh, that'd be awkward. Uh, <laughs> the small child is going to the bedroom's upstairs. Yikes. Bedroom's upstairs. <laughs> right, right. Like, uh, you shut the fuck up, Cartman. So, um, so that is pretty much after, right when Nettie arrives and is like, I got tired of living with dad. Um, she ran away. And ran away. So I'm here. And he's, Mista says, you know what? Yeah, you can totally live here. Now, he re- really wants to be with Nettie. So he one day, like, physically kind of assaults her. And she fights back and runs. Um, and uh, as, as she's leaving... Mister's like you don't you don't come back here you don't try to find her you don't write you don't do nothing you are like if you're leaving you're gone and all the while the girls are like trying to scream to each other like I like I will not forget you I'm gonna write to you Nettie says the very famous line nothing but death will keep me from you um uh-huh. and. Mista's like, your sister is dead to you. Um, and so Celie sings, like, literally directly to God. Um, and says, like, I never asked for anything, but I'm asking for this. If I'm really a lily of the field, you will answer my prayer, or you're no God at all. And Mister Mista looks at her, and he says... If you touch that mailbox, I will kill you. Girl. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So. So that was 1913 when she was 18. This is seven years later. What? So she's gone this long, no contact, living with Mista. They set up a horrific life in the last song. And she lost, like, the one person that she had any, like, solid, healthy, emotional attachment to. She has become a fully broken person. Yes. So, Harpo brings home Sophia. Now, Celie sings... Dear God, I love this woman. My friend Sophia. Harpo, he loves her and he smiles every time he sees her. Now, my favorite thing is, like, she calls her her friend. Sophia is a strong-willed woman. Um, 
who is like, I am in charge. It's 1920 and I'm a woman and I'm a black woman, but I'm in charge. Fuck off. Fuck off. Yep. And I love that. And it drives Harpo crazy that she does not listen to him. So she, he's talking to, Harpo is talking to uh, uh, his dad and they're just like, just hit her. Just beat her. Like, I beat Celie. Beat Sophia. And she'll listen to you. We do not advocate for domestic abuse on this podcast at all. Never. Never. Not a million years. No. So, like, what? I mean... Yeah? I Like, no. Just don't. If, just break up. Well, I mean, you know... I, 1917, like, what agency do you have as a woman? Especially a black woman. Harpo was the one who was being abused by Sophia. Well, yes. (laughs) So. But I mean, in Celia's case. Oh, yeah, no, no, she couldn't have done anything. She'd have been dead. Yes. Literally. Yes, literally, quite literally. So, okay. So, oh my goodness. Okay. Hello? Okay, so, after talking to them, Sophia, oh, okay, so, he tries to hit her, and we cut to the church ladies, and they're like, I heard of Sophia and Harper. Sound like a twister set. Sound like a twister set. So they all say like, oh my gosh, he's he's telling everybody he got kicked by a mule. And they're like, yeah, he ran into a mule. Or no, he ran into a tree and her name is Sophia. And her name is Sophia. Because Sophia knocked his ass out when he tried to hit her. And the important part about this is that Harpo came to Seeley... And said, I don't know what to do. And she said, just hit yeah. him. Yeah. Is that... Mm, okay. So. Celie's folding her laundry. Doing her thing. And Sophia comes in in a whirlwind. You told Harpo to beat me? And she's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, I love Harpo. God knows I do, but I'll kill him dead for I for I let anybody beat me, man. Absolutely. For I let him or anybody beat me. And we get hell no. BJ, please. Oh God, um, this it gives you like the iconic Sophia lines from the oh, movie. Oh yeah. Um, you know uh, the all my life I had to fight. Uh, I had to fight my daddy, my brothers, my cousins, my uncles too. Uh, but I never, never, never thought I'd have to fight in my own house. In my yes, house. yeah. And she starts singing to Celie, and she's like, yeah. she's like, you know what? I can't do this right now because if a man like tries to lay a hand on me, hell no. And so she was like, well, what are you going to do now? She's like, oh, my sister's coming to get me. I'm going on vacation. Like, this woman is amazing. I think my favorite line is, um, 
Oh, God, what is it? Uh, I think you need to beat old mister's ass now and think of heaven later. Think of heaven later? Uh, that and uh, the one, uh, girl, child, ain't safe, and a family of me. Like that one. Oh, yeah. Um, sick and tired, how woman still live like a slave. Oh, like that part, I really enjoy. Oh, uh, you better learn how to fight. While you're that. still alive, while you're still alive. Mm-hmm. You show him girls and beat back that drive. Like I, I, cause she's just like you know what. There's never a day in my life where I think a man is worth anything over me, and I don't understand why you do. Why you let that man who is garbage walk over you? Why you let all these men who are garbage walk all over you? She's like, when all you have to do is turn around and beat the hell out of them like they do you. Yeah. They'll stop. BJ! This is the take! Yep. They'll stop. And and, and to prove it, fine. You want to hit me? Bet. Yes! See what happens. And she takes their kids. Skiddly bops on out. Ha. And skiddly bops on out. <laughs> I, that, that is one thousand percent what happened. So, oh, it's so good. It's so now good. Harpo decides to turn their house into a juke joint. Now, Seely's like, "Are you just gonna let her go?" And he's like, "I have to. I can't stop her." Um. Right. So all the men help him turn his house into like a, a juke drive, juke joint. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. A juke drive? All right. <laughs> juke drive. Yeah, daddy. <laughs> you got, I'm, drive, I'm drive. licking a nickel yeah. in the corner with like a toothpick <laughs> and a fedora. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, so, uh, and I mean, Harpo talks about, he's like, I loved her. She, she chopped me down yeah. like an old oak tree. Uh, and like I, I fell for her, literally. Ooh, drunk Nathan just made that connection. You're watching yeah. that in real time. Cut me down like an old oak tree, oh brown baby. I love this song. This song is a fun one. It is. It's, it's weird, but it's fun. Now, in walks one of the most annoying characters known to me. What y'all been done over here? <laughs> A juke joint? Y'all need a waitress? <laughs> She's wild. And and Harpo is like instantly smitten with her. Yeah. Uh, My name's Squeak. And so, yeah, and she wants to be a waitress. She also wants to sing. And she's like, who's going to sing? And he's like, whoever, I guess. She's like, you need to get Suge Avery. Uh, she'll sing for you. Uh, I know she will. You're very pretty. And he goes, so men pretty. ain't pretty. Well, you is. You if is. you want to eat the apple. I'm like, she's so annoying, but I love her. Oh, brown um, So, yeah. And, and so, by the end of this, he is kind of over Sophia and very enamored with Miss Squeak, who allegedly is being played by her in the movie. H-E-R. Oh, she's oh, she's in yeah, talks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nothing has been confirmed. Well, I, I'd allow it. I don't know it. Okay. Sure. So, now everybody knows 
that Sugavery is coming to town. And Sugavery. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. <laughs> the songs are just like just like the sounds that they make. Uh, it's just so much fun to sing. Yeah. It's just so, so much fun. So the, the town is very split down the middle of being excited for her to be there, the men, and the women who are judgmental of her being there. Um, <laughs> She's going to turn into a pillar of salt. Uh, and Mista, who is beside himself that she is arriving. Because he's like, where's my shirt? Where's my hat? Where'd I put my braces at? And Seely, who is... Okay, I I wanted to get further into the show before I said this because we had not talked about, like, the years of degradation and, like, mental and physical and abuse, abuse that had happened at that point, and it, it would have sounded wrong earlier. Yeah. Part of... And I a thousand percent believe this. Part of how I'm convinced Cynthia Erivo won her Tony is because for, oh, I don't know, all of Act One, Seeley kind of stands in the background as the main character and is, for lack of a better term, a prop in this show. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. is, it, first of all, it is an excellent representation of women are seen and not heard in, in the, in the through line of this show. But it is also, it helps with the turnaround that is the end of this show. Like, a hundredfold. Okay. So, uh, Celia goes, what are you fussing for, mister? What do you, what do you care about besides yourself? And he's like, what you fussing for, mister? What you care about besides yourself? And he's like, Celia's head's full of rocks. There's holes in my Sunday socks. It's wild. And everybody's like, um, yeah, all the men are super, super excited. All the women are like, she's a slut. Um, now, I love Celie because Celie is like so over it. Because again, she gets no joy in her life. She's like, got about a million questions crawling around in my head. What she wear? Oh, okay. She goes, is she skinny? Is she stout? Must be something to fuss about. Now, while all these men, we get like a ramp up to the end of Sugar Avery's coming to town. And at the end, everybody's like, she's coming, 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 Sugar Avery. She's back in town. And Sugar Avery, who we've heard about for most of the show at this point, stumbles onto stage. Completely drunk out of her mind. It's such an entrance. It is literally such an entrance. Okay. So, because she is in... Like, she is not in working condition. So, (laughs) Mr. Slick, she can come home with me. 
Seeley. The baguettes. Hurry up. Like, <laughs> right, literally. So, so they took, they take uh, Suge back home. And so it's the next day. And I guess, you know, they're, they're trying to take care of Suge. Now in the movie, this is where Mista tries to cook breakfast, right? Yes. It is the funniest fucking scene. Please talk about it. In the whole Because I could not stop movie. laughing. Because like, obviously... Mrs. Mrs. First Wife and and Seely now is the second. They have cooked every meal. He does had. not know how to do anything himself. He does domestically. Know how to cook. So he's like, he's trying to cook for Seely, and it's he's burning the bacon, uh, and he's like trying to make biscuits. And there's a scene where he uh, can't get the stove to light, so he's just like pouring gasoline on it. And then, like, you see, uh, Celia's watching the whole time. She's just smiling to herself, knowing this man is just fucking up everything. And it's, like, the fir- it's like uh, one of the first then, times we see her, like, crack a smile in her, in her time in yeah. that house. Uh-huh. And then you see him dragging the kerosene can in, and she just looks, and she's wide-eyed. And then it hits him pouring the gasoline on. And then it cuts back to her, but she's gone, and the rocking chair is just rocking because she was like, I'm not getting going <laughs> up with it. I'm, I'm not. I refuse. It's so it funny. Is... And then the house explodes. And then it's him walking into the, the uh, to Shug's room with just a burnt-ass plate of food. Like, a whole-ass burnt plate of food. And it's the funniest fucking thing. And he's so proud about it. And Shug just, like, throws it in his face. Uh, it's so funny. Um, now... It's so good. Uh. She's... Uh... We we get a song called um, "Oh My Gosh," what's it called? I'm so sorry. Uh, All we got to say, and it's of the church women singing about like she is so messed up by alcohol, and like she's just oh, a woman of low moral character. Um, she's uh, what is it? Drinking. Um, uh, she's got them hebes and jeebies from moonshine, moonshine and, and cheap yeah. wine, and reefer and candy cane, and reefer and candy cane, or is it the nasty relations with Earth's sensations that put her in her pain? She's a woman of low moral character, and that's, uh, 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 and that's uh, 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 yes. We got to her. So basically, she's a drunk. She smokes weed and she does coke, and she and she's better fucks. than you, and she knows it. Right. Uh, really. So, Celie is trying to take care of Suge outside of Mr. A fucking up domestic anything. And she kind of right. just, like, sees Suge and she's like, I've got so many questions about this woman I don't know. I, uh, I wash her body and I feel like I'm praying. Try not to look, but my eyes ain't obeying. Guess I found out what all the fuss is about. And this... I love this line because she goes, not like Nettie, not like Sophia, not like nobody else up in here. Like this woman is because she's had a sister. She has a friend in Sophia, mm-hmm. but Shug is, Shug doesn't fall into either of those categories for her. Um, right. So I'm so sorry. Yeah. This who they talk. Oh about. yes, yes, yes. Um. So. Uh, Shug. Okay, so Shug lives with them for a little bit. 
and she notices that Celie is just shit upon in her life by Mista. Okay. Let me, let me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Lubricate. Now read this. Book. This song. <laughs> there it is. BJ, when I tell you that I was personally attacked by this next song. <sighs> you know, it's my, probably my, it's probably my favorite song. Honestly, I think so yeah. too. And let, please let me explain to you what happens in the revival. <laughs> What 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 yeah. happened in the in the pr- performance I saw? Because I know you've seen Heather do this. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. So they're in oh, yeah. like Seely's bedroom or Shug's bedroom. They're in a bedroom because there's a mirror. And she's like, Seely, you're like beautiful. Like you are beautiful. And also, it's probably the first time. If if no one has ever said it to her. It's probably the first time since Nettie said it. But it's also probably the first time she's ever heard it. To 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 be honest. Yeah. Um she's like, "No." And she goes, "Look at yourself." And Shug takes her and drags her to the mirror, but there's no in this set there is no mirror. She turns Celie out to the audience. And she points and she goes, look at yourself. And she looks at her, she like makes her look in a mirror and she goes, you're not ugly. You are the grace of God if I've ever seen it. Unhinged! Unhinged! Unhinged. Okay. So, she sings. She goes, look, look here. I have always been a woman who has said anything that has ever come to my mind, whether I knew better or not. And I have also lived every facet of life from from dancing with dukes to being courted like a queen. She goes, but when I see what's in your heart, all the rest is blurred. The grace you bring into this world is too beautiful for words. I will start swinging. And she's, she looks at, she looks at <laughs> Celie and she says, You hide your head under your wing just like a little bird. Oh, don't you know? You're beautiful. You are... And... When you watch the video of Heather Headley, which I demand you do, she Absolutely. seems angry. She seems angry that Celie won't believe it. She's like, you're beautiful. Yeah. Too beautiful for words. And she's like, Celie, you are too beautiful for words. BJ. <laughs> it's so beautiful. If y'all listen, I promise you, listen to this song and you'll be like, holy shit. It is... It is, it is gorgeous. It is a gorgeous minute and a half song. It is the, 
it is the prettiest affirmation that you'll ever hear someone else give yes. something else. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like I, if you were ever feeling bad about yourself, just play that song. Too Beautiful for Words. It'll change your life. Watch the video of Heather Headley. Don't listen to Jennifer Hudson. Um. <laughs> correct. Correct, uh, correct, correct. If you have to listen, yes. listen to the OG. Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so, cut to Harpo's juke <sighs> joint. Harpo's, fool. I need you to fill your glasses up and sit your asses down. Glasses on. Because right. we got the queen honeybee, Sugar Avery. And Suge Avery is finally well enough to sing. To sing. Honey. And she, she sings Push the Button. BJ? It's a song about sex, y'all. It, 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 there's no... No, no ifs, ands, or like, buts. Covering it, it's, it's no... It is straight up Suge Avery talking about just getting railed. That's literally... That's like... <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, like, uh, push the button. <laughs> Basically, it's a song about um, how to please your partner. Like, that's the whole... Just the whole do it. Of the song. Um, yeah. You big girl. <laughs> uh, so basically... Because uh, the first part of the song, she addresses the women in the audience... Uh, well, in, of the juke joint, not in like, the actual... <laughs> she breaks the fourth wall. You, ma'am, with Girl. the hat. Because um, she's like, there's something about good loving that uh, all you ladies need about to know. About good loving. If you want to light your man on fire, if you, light you better your man start on it fire. real slow. She's... Li- y'all, we're not joking. She's literally like, hop on that dick and grind. Like, literally. Keep on turning up that voltage till that man begin to glow like you're switched on a light bulb. Watch the juice begin to flow. Oh, no. So, okay, we're gonna... Because that's all the song is. It's a song about sex. So, like... Knowing that this is a sugar every song also means that we have to accept in our lives, in our spirits, and in our souls that Jennifer Holliday was singing this song. So after people. this song, so, <laughs> <laughs> Sophia comes in. Push the bar. Jaw Brado. Just jaw and hands like a yes. python. J- jaw Brado for life. Broadway cicada. Uh, oh my God. When you sent me that, it I was screamed. so funny. I got to stop. I drank too much at once. Exactly. Uh, put that over there. Really um, so Sophia arrives. But she has somebody with her. And they're like, who that? It's Sophia. Who that's with her? They're going to wait till Harper see her. What's happening right here? What's happening? And Sophia's like, well, look, 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 look. It's a club. Well, look at what Harpo's done here. And so she goes over to Seeley. And Seeley's like, hey, this is my friend, Sir Gavery. And she goes, it's nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you. And so... Nice to meet you, ma'am. Girl. Uh, and so Harpo is like, Sophia, where are all your kids at? And she goes, where are yours? Fuck off. Ooh. Um. So this this all escalates to a fight between Squeak and Sophia because she's like, Squeak says, Harpo, you said she left and that I was a, your woman. 
And that's all there was to it. And now she's back and he's like, be nice. This is my wife. And she's like, you're nothing but a big fat bitch. You're a heifer. And Sophia knocks her out like a man. And Sophia's like, she started it. And he's like, and you're going to knock her out like a man? Well, because she says... um, Oh, and she hits her. um, Yeah, she says... um, no, not if I'm not if he love me. No, not if he's my you man. You hear uh, me, bitch. You hear me, bitch. Fine, like I said, fine yeah. by me. Sophia just doesn't give a fuck. She's like, take him. That's fine. He ain't no good anyway. And she's like, uh, and she says, you ain't nothing but a big old heifer. And she, and then she, then Sophia gets mad. She's like, like I fucking said, fine with me. Who that? It's Sophia. And then she it's a squeak. Pop. Slaps her. Yeah. And then you just hear it like, oh, literally. Yeah. <laughs> and then you hear everyone start screaming, and it just like be a Molly Wops squeak, just yeah, right upside the head. So so good. And they're like, oh, why'd you hit her? She hit me first. You had to knock her out. Well, like, man, she gone. Well, well, so she started it. Everybody so goes home. It. So once they're back home, mm. Shogun and Seeley have like a really intimate moment, like. Hella intimate. Uh, and so she was like, hey, if you stay here, Harpo can make some money. And she's like, yeah, but now I feel better. And that's all thanks to you. Uh, so I got to get back on the road and make more money. Um, and she goes, yeah, but I'll be back in a month or two. You'll see. She goes, nobody's ever loved me like you. And she kisses Seely. And... They sing What About Love, about, like, this feeling that neither of them recognize, but they're not scared of. Uh, And they're like, what about trust? What about tenderness? What about tears when I'm happy? What about wings when I fall? I want you to be a story for me that I can believe in forever. And they sing about, like, what about love? Like, you and me. Like, you and me together, like, that can be love. Um, and Shug is like, hey, just so you know, I found all these letters from Africa addressed to you, and I hid them, but they're for you. And Celie reads them, and they're from Nettie. And she realizes that af- literally after all this time, Nettie is alive. She's like, Nettie's alive. And that is the end of Act One. It's so powerful. Okay, BJ. Act Two in episode 50 of The Color Purple. My God. Two women have kissed. The people beside me left (laughs) after that. I was like, are y'all really, are y'all okay? Go off. I mean, you know, people who don't know that she's a lesbian, and I'm like, even in the movie, come on, fam. They they made a movie. Literally. So. Dear Seely, oh, I love you. Years go by, and you're still with me. 
all we share is one big sky. I pray for your reply. Me, I'm Nettie. In real life, I'm Nettie. Yeah. Yeah, well. No. <laughs> okay, you know what? Sure. <laughs> no, okay, Nathan, cut it out. <laughs> I didn't know. I'm learning and growing. <laughs> <laughs> We at Booze and Broadway would like to apologize. <laughs> yeah. We are we are constantly in a state of growth. I am constantly in a state of growth. <laughs> I'll leave that part in. Uh, Yikes. Uh, you know what? It's all about calling out your white friends when they're supposed to be called out. Uh, hi. That's not, that's not your job, though. So, okay. So, anyway. <laughs> I'm... I'm learning. Okay. We at Booze and Broadway. No, okay, I, can't. I hope you leave the first one in. And so when you say it the second time, you're like, shit, what did he say the first time? We didn't hear it. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, DM me if you guys want to know what Nathan said. Um, no, do not. I'm cutting that out. But also don't DM me because I have to like who the hell is this and block you. Um, Please. You know Leah. Uh, <laughs> please robin robin will message you oh robin so, will absolutely message me so okay anyway netty is writing letters to Seely from africa and has been for years yes yes weekly mm-hmm. um because y'all this was before texting so <laughs> Like, can you imagine, like, Seely with, like, a, uh, the, what is it, those fireflies, like, they give kids with, like, two numbers and, like, one of them is 911 because she's not allowed a real phone? Do we need to restart Act 2? Nope. I refuse. Okay. I refuse to acknowledge it. Um, That's fine. <laughs> um, anyway... So, see, okay. so, so Nettie is in Africa. <laughs> uh, so, Celia says, I'll do this podcast myself. Celia's reading the letters from her sister Nettie. And Nettie's talked about how when she first left, she goes and uh, goes to a church to pray because she's so angry. And when she knocks on the door of the church, the preacher's, the preacher's wife opens the door. Uh, and she talks to her and she has these babies with her. And she says, Celia, when I saw these babies, it's like the anger. The madness in me just left. Yeah. And uh, she, she says, the preacher's wife says that they're going on a mission trip to Africa. And maybe I could come along and help take care of the babies. And so it sets up this whole trip where Nettie is going to Africa um, with the pastor, the pastor's wife, and their kids. And along the way, she finds out that they're not their kids. They're adopted and that they're actually Celia's kids, so she's taking care of her niece and nephew. Yeah, like a- Adam and Olivia Our are life. there. Um, so yeah, so we cut to so, th- like you said, these are all just different letters, uh-huh. all kind of piled into one song. Um, yeah, and so she talks about visiting Africa and how um, she meets all these different villagers and tribes and uh 
and how they don't like her so much because she's trying to teach the girls how to read and they're like, yeah, they they kind of treat me how white people treated me back home. Like, women should be seen and not heard. Like, why are you trying to learn and grow and prosper? Um, but she does talk about... Uh, I, I I just love this one part where she's talking about how much she's learned from her missionary trip. And... She says, you could put everything I knew in a thimble. Uh, she's like, what we're taught to be doesn't resemble the brilliant blue colors that soar on the wing. Or soar on the wind. Like a, uh, a, oh my gosh, what is it? It's like so some it, kind of, go ahead. Uh, it was like black seeing black for the first time. Shiny blue black people looking real fine. In brilliant blue robes that fly on the winds. Like a beautiful quilt stitched together by friends. You could put everything I knew in a thimble. What we're taught to be don't resemble. The kings and queens who for thousands of years ruled magnificent cities washed away by tears. It's fucking gorgeous. It's so beautiful. And if, um, in, in the revival of Just Chairs and People, uh, Seely is kind of downstage center reading these while all the scenes play out behind her. And there are like, mm, I'm going to say eight people in pairs of two who, who like cover the stage vertically with strips of fabric and as Nettie walks under them, they, like, throw them up like the, the gym blanket game so that she can walk under them and get to the next one before the next one, like, goes up. It is, And all she's doing is walking across stage, like, while Celie reads these letters of her stories and her, of her time in Africa. Um, so she, she writes all these letters and she's like, hey... I have faith that God will let us see each other before we die. And and you have to have faith, too. I just pray that when we do see each other, we're not too old to recognize each other. Um, yeah. It's beautiful. It is such a beautiful, excuse me, song. Um, so, yeah, well, go ahead. Also... There's a part in this, uh, in the middle of the song, where um, you hear Mr. Call for Celie. Oh my gosh, and he goes, what are you doing? And she says, nothing. And he goes, I've never seen you do nothing. And she goes, how's it look? <laughs> Ma'am. And then she and She's like, yes, good morning. Yeah, hello. <laughs> good morning. Hey. Now, this is also this is also also the song where uh, Mister leaves to go to town, and Celie's like, when he comes back, I'm, I'm not gonna kill him. him. <laughs> and she's like, oh, maybe we don't. She's like, no, no, no. I think I'm gonna kill him. I'm just gonna kill him. <laughs> she she got one letter and said on site. <laughs> between me and Mister, dead on site, like DOA. Don't ask for any questions. It was me who did it. 
And I do it again. Bop, bop, bop. With, with a smile on my face and a song in my heart. Okay. <laughs> and a letter from my sister. Amen. Yes. Oh, my God. That's, that's gonna, that's gonna be the t-shirt. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd kill him with a, a song. What is it? I'd, I'd, I'd kill, kill him with a smile a, on my face and a song in my heart and a letter from my sister. <laughs> well, and then a bop, bop, bop around it. <laughs> um, okay. So we find out that Sophia has been arrested. Mm. Um, and it is because, hello, uh, and it's because she mouthed off to some white people, specifically the mayor's wife. Yes. Um, in, in town. And, uh, it's actually staged beautifully, uh, cause it's played out while people are telling the story and uh-huh. it's just Danielle Brooks, like in the middle of some chairs. Yep. And it's haunting. It's beautiful. And of course she she screams the very popular line, get my children out of here. It's, um it's so rough to watch. Like I, I remember watching that scene, like as a black person, I remember watching that scene as a kid and just being like, Holy fuck. They just pistol whipped this woman because she didn't want to be their maid. Yeah. Jesus. Christ. And then I remember going like, oh, this musical. And I was like, I really don't want to see a woman get pistol whooped because she doesn't want to be a maid. But they did it beautifully, you know, where it's like you don't you don't see it actually happening. It's just it's you see the repercussions animal. of it. You yeah. don't see the action yeah. of it. And I was just like, oh, thank God. I, I don't have to sit here and be traumatized again. Well, and it's 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 yes, it's also a. It's also a reminder of that while Sophia is a very strong character in in the black community, like nobody up until this point in this show has ever told Sophia what to do. Not not Suge, not Harpo, and not even Mista, who is set up is the villain of this show. Yeah. Is has been able to tell Sophia to do anything and it's not that Sophia it it's it just Sophia was just herself in the wrong situation it's it's important because it shows that even strong people still have to are still forced to take a knee in the eyes of stronger powers. Mm-hmm. And those aren't necessarily the correct power or the right power, but simply stronger powers. And it wasn't something that she should have had to have done. Correct. Yes. That, that, I, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. And that scene, the scene has always traumatized me as a kid. But I think it's because, like, this is, like, one of the two scenes my mom, my, God bless her, my little 5'2 white mother, uh, uh, she would watch this movie with us and she would just weep at this scene. And I was like, are you okay? And she's like, you don't understand. Like, that's like a real fear 
of just like someone taking your kids away from you and you not being able to do anything. She's like, that's guttural. And I'm like, I was like, okay, whatever, crazy lady. Because I was like, probably, I don't know, six watching the color purple should not have been. Um, right. Uh, and now as an adult, I'm like, oh my God. All right, Susan, I understand now. <laughs> My mother's name is not Susan. How dare you? Cynthia? No. Oh, okay. We'll talk about it. Like, <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, so, so that happens. Sophia is arrested, mm-hmm. and she is going to serve her sentence in the servitude of, uh, in the employ of the mayor and his wife. And you ended up becoming the maid. You did. You refused to be anyway. Yeah. Okay. So a couple of years pass, and um, Shug brings this man over for Easter, uh. and Celie gets upset, and she's like, "Men are terrible," and God forgot about me. And and the one time I ever truly asked him for anything, I did not get that. Um, and she was like, God is low down and trifling. And Shug is like, no, no, that's, that's not it. And she goes, I'll admit, God is taking his, taking time, his time on you, but like, listen to what all he gave us, like, he gave us laughing and singing and sex. There's a sky over our heads and bird, birds sing to us. Like, I, she, she said, I, and this is something you've already referenced once. Uh, she goes, I think it would piss God off if, if, if God knew anybody walked past the color purple in a field and not notice it. Because God is saying, look. At what I made for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and Celia's not having any of it. Um, and Sugar's like, Celie, God is not some gloomy old man. God isn't a man at all. And I, y'all, for the 50th time on the 50th episode... Go watch Heather Headley sing the color purple. And because <laughs> she, I was blind before she sang. <laughs> now I've got twenty thirty vision. Please. Not perfect. She <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> I said not perfect, but when I she like cries. Yes. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Cause she goes, God. God is inside you and everyone, yeah. everyone else that was or ever will be. And when we, we come into this world with God, um, God is, God is everything A- around us, in us, to be conceived. That is where God is. Um. Medium. <laughs> She says, like a blade of corn, like a motherfucking honey ass bee, mm. like a waterfall, all a part of me, 
like the color purple. Where does it come from? The combination of blue and red. Open up your eyes. Look what God has done. Ma'am. Okay. So, Celie says, you better get back to your husband. He's probably wondering where you are. And she goes, well, where do you want to be, Celie? And she goes, with you. <gasps> and she well, goes, all right then. Yeah, and she's like, I want to go with you. And she's like, well, we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> so. so, hello. Okay, so, oh, we get a lot, a lot of story coming up. So, we're at a dinner. Now, everybody is there. Harpo, Squeak, and Sophia is there. Sophia is just kind of sitting there, not really doing anything. Um, so, uh, while they're at dinner, Sugar's like, hey, I'm going to Memphis to sing with Grady. Peace out. And Celie's like, yeah, I'm going with her. And this is like the first time where she has ever chosen to do anything for herself. And Mr. is like, um, no. And and he's like, I'm not going to give you a penny. And she goes, have I ever asked you for money? Have I ever asked you for anything? I didn't even ask to be here. So, like, I'm not, like, fuck off. Fuck all the way the fuck off. And so, she leaves. And Squeak goes, yeah, I'm going with him. I'm going to Memphis and I'm going to sing. And Harpo just starts, I'm sorry, Mistis just starts yelling at Celie. And he's like, you'll never make it. Blah, blah, blah. And Harpo's like, I'm sorry, Squeak, what did you say? And she goes, I'm going to Memphis and I'm going to sing. And so, Mista is screaming at Celie and is like, you will never amount to anything. You are nothing. And Celie comes in full force, Mach 5, grabs a chair, and goes after Mista. To the point where she is restrained by like two to three people. Mm-hmm. The breaking now, point. I would like to think... That they told Cynthia Arrivo, get to him. And they told everybody else, stop her. Uh-huh. Because there is no way, if you're good at science, please tell me, that the, um, what do you call it when you're moving? Um, the trajectory? Yeah, but like the force behind it. The inertia? Yeah. The inertia in her body had slowed down at all. Momentum. There was no way the momentum in her movement was slowing down. Like, those people stopped Cynthia Revo. Yeah. From hitting a man with a chair. A full human wall. Yes. And so she literally, she stops, throws her chair down, and takes her apron off. And she goes up to Mista. And she points at him and she goes, I curse you until you do right by me everything you touch will turn to ash until you do right by me. And she turns to leave and he goes, Celie, you can't curse nobody. You're poor, you're black, and you're ugly. And you're a woman. Now, 
we're going to take another 15 minute intermission so that I can calm down from about what's about to happen. <laughs> and we're back. So <laughs> she looks at this man and she's on a chair. She has climbed mm-hmm. onto a chair and she goes, no, she's not. She's not on a chair. I'm so sorry. She's, no. she's on an upper level. I'm sorry. Yeah. You just went with that. You such a good friend. Uh, <laughs> you said on a chair and I was like, that was Sophia. But like, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. And she says, I may be poor. I may be black. I may be ugly. But I am here. I am here. When I tell y'all that I have not not heard an audience lose their collective mind for a character. So because she's like, fuck, fuck you, fuck you. It's There's so nothing good. you can do anymore. I quote it to this day. To this day, I quote that. Anytime anything even remotely bad happens, I'm like, look, I may be poor, I may be black, they may be ugly. <laughs> Not <laughs> them. They are definitely but ugly. Like, when she riffs on the I'm here on that. Yes. Preluding to the future, I'm here. Mm-hmm. So good. Because it's the first time that she's ever taken agency for herself. Yes. She's like, I don't give a flying fuck anymore. Well, I exist. And that is enough for me to tell you to fully fuck the fuck off. Yes. Take every fuck you've ever fucked and, and off with it. Just go off. Yeah. Go off. Go off, sis. Literally. Now, through all this, through Squeak deciding to leave Harpo, through Suge, who Mr. Loves, and Celie, his wife, all just deciding to abandon all of them, Sophia laughs. Sophia just sits there and laughs for the first time in a couple of years. And she's like, you know what? Miss Sophia is back. And and Suge says, Sophia, do you have a handle on this? And she goes, oh, yeah. I got this, which is so nice to see this like broken woman come back into herself. Then we get um, Mister's curse or Seely's curse. curse. So yeah. uh, Harpo, uh, you know, invites Sophia into the juke joint, and he's like, "Hey, come home, and and let's try to fix some stuff." Uh, and so she she does go with him, and uh. Mister's life starts to crumble around him. Um, like, Harpo starts fighting back, and he's like, hey, a lot of the shit that happened in my life is because of you. And uh, Mister gets kind of chased by, like, I believe animals. Like, some birds and stuff are, like, ruining his crops. Yeah, um, I think it's, like, crows. Yeah, and so he starts singing about, like, Oh, everybody else is allowed to be sad, but I'm not allowed to be sad because, like, I mean, it is kind of patriarchal um, to a point. Uh, and he's like, I've got plenty to blame in my life. Uh, like, my dad beat me. My first wife tried to run away and got killed. Uh, the only woman I love won't lie in my bed. Uh, and he's like, no, my life is wasting away because of Miss Seeley's curse. B- now, BJ, so he, he, he ends up and he's like, listen, I'm, I'm going to do right by this. And it's not going to be something I say. It's going to be something I do. BJ, 
I have never in my life seen a man sing his face off like the actor who sang this on the tour. I was like, I was overwhelmed by like how much connection he had to this song. Like at the end of it, I was like, it it was so good. It is one of the best performances I have ever seen of of like a single song. It was so good. This song is so heavy. It's so heavy. It is and it's it's Here's the thing. In my opinion, it is a very It is a very hard thing. To see a villain, to, to specifically to see a man degrade a woman, to mentally and physically abuse a woman on stage, um, and while we never like saw her hit him, we can ninety nine percent just assume that it happened. Yeah. Um. There was like he forced her to do things in the bedroom that she probably didn't want to do. And it is, it is nigh impossible to watch that for an hour and 45 minutes and then want, and to, to stand there and look at an audience, to, to sing to an audience about character development, about like, I am going to change and it is not just words that I'm saying, I am going to do right by this woman and have any sympathy whatsoever for this man. Yeah. It I is think, almost impossible. I think this the point of the song is like you said it's it's not they don't really want you to have sympathy for Mister cuz like right. He's a villain. Like you know that. But it's to signify like the breaking of generational curses is never hard and is often thankless because you know those who came before you aren't going to thank you for disobeying. And those who come after you aren't going to thank you because they don't necessarily always know what you've done. Yeah. Um, and also, by the time that you break it, usually it's a little too late to repair that. In the case, in this instance, for Mr. there's all of his relationships, there's damn near nothing he can do to even attempt to begin to fix them. Well, and he's probably um, also, if not... He's probably late 40s. Oh, in 50s, probably. Yeah, yeah. like, mi- like middle like, of Harpo, his life. Harpo and Sophia are, are up there, too, at this point. So, like, those are his kids, so. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's such a good song. I honestly don't listen to it all that much. Unless I'm just doing a full, I'm not going to touch the radio, listen yeah. To the show. Um, but it's, a, it's amazing. Uh, we get a letter to Nettie from Seeley about how she decided to open a little store. She went back home. The house was okay, but the store was a mess. Uh, a dusty mess. A dusty mess. But I fixed it up, and now I'm making pants for anybody who wants them. I changed the cloth, changed the print, I changed the waist, I changed the pocket. Only thing I can't do 
is quit making them. All I need is a needle and a spool of thread. Got about a million patterns in my head. This is in my book. All the ladies loves are gonna love to dance. Could you imagine, though? When the end of seal is BJ, I... if I walked into an audition and said, I'm singing Miss Seely's Pants, what would you do? Are you singing the desk camp? Absolutely. I'll hear it. <laughs> You've got four bars. <laughs> right. Literally, 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 it's like, okay. But if you're like, no, then I'd be like, oh, this is derivative at best. Do you, Please leave. <laughs> Do you have Give Me, Give Me from... Uh, Please. Please. <laughs> um, so she she starts thinking about how she literally starts making pants uh, for everybody. And Sophia comes in and she goes, Sophia's back and I'm here to stay in Miss Seeley's pants. And they're like, hey, you, you came in here, made this place your own, in this big room, you have made a new life for yourself. And it's kind of like a... Hey, take a moment to celebrate what what you've mm-hmm. done. Um, and so, she uh, Sophia says that man might have done you wrong. Uh, and Celia says, "But look, I said, look, are you looking?" And everybody's like, "We're all looking, we're all looking, honey." Okay, me on stage in the ensemble, and I'm like, "Are you looking?" And everybody's like, "We're all looking." Ensemble number twelve. <laughs> How much do you want to talk about any little thing? It's really... Okay, so Harpo and Sophia sing any little thing about like, hey, I did this around the house. I did this around the house. Is there anything else I can do for you? And it is this It is this song where both of them are doing favors for the other to get back into each other's good graces. Yeah, and, it's a song about them making up. Yeah. And also... This man full ass picks up Sophia and walks her off stage. Like, sure so that they can fuck. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's such a good song. And at one point, Mr. walks in on them, like, while they're, like, just, like, uh, just spazzing out. And they kind of just stop. And he just walks out. Like, <laughs> it's great. Um, Any little thing. So... Uh, so good. So, mi- oh, Mr. Com- Mr. comes in because oh. he's like, hey, I have found Nettie and the kids, but I'm having, I, I, it's like hard to bring them here. Can you help me? And so they were like, mm, all right, you're trying to do right by this woman. So let's go. Let go. Um, so, um. Sophia, look in the air. What'd you say? I said Sophia's legs in the air. Quite literally. Quite literally. Um, so, sure. First, okay, you know what? BJ, it's history um, in the making, and you were here to witness it. Because after 50 episodes, we're going to start yelling about women. Because how... <laughs> How dare Shug do this? I I remember um, watching the movie as a kid and not understanding what was happening. And I was like, why are you being so mad that your friend's leaving? Like, don't be a dick. 
Hello. Ah. Really. Um, <laughs> Mute yourself but, while I talk about this next song. But as, as an adult, I was like, holy shit, balls. She's leaving her for a man. Yet again, another person leaving her. Fuck. Can I just, I wept the first time I heard it. Can I tell you what, what happened to me in therapy today real quick? Oh, I'm ready. I said, I said, Rachel McRoberts, PhD, <laughs> doctor. Uh, I said, why, why is it so hard for me to do the things that I like legitimately want to do? Mm-hmm. Like, exercise and eat better. Like, I want to do those things. I have done those things. And I, like, feel better when I do those things. And she said, you are so busy giving yourself to other people that you are too tired to give to yourself. Like a person who was drunk too much and the end of every... <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even skip the last four songs. You're like, all right, on that note. So... <laughs> So anyway, so that was my morning. Um, and then I worked seven um, hours at work. So, <laughs> so Suge comes in and says, Celie, I'm leaving you for a 19 year old. And she goes, what? Well, what? The, uh, excuse me. I made you red pants. What? What of us? And she goes, now, if this isn't. Some buffoonery and, in addition to, also, goonery. Mm. Suge says, Seely, all I ask is six months to have my last fling. How about you go fuck yourself? How about that? Is that possible? Okay. So, so, she says, so they sing, what about love? And she's like, I'm too weak to, to, to not have it. And she goes, if you give me six months, I'll try to make our life together what it was. And Celia is singing like, what about tears when I'm happy? What about wings when the, I the fall? Of, you, what oh, about yes. love? Yes, yes, yes. And she goes, uh, you said you would be a story for me. And she goes, I know this boy is going to hurt me twice as much as I hurt you. And she goes, please forgive me. And let me come back to you. And she goes, and Celie stands up mm. to Suge, someone she loves. Mm. So she stood up mm. to Harpo. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. She stood up to Mister, and she hated him. Mm-hmm. This is standing up to somebody she loved. Which is infinitely times more harder. Yes. And she goes, no, you know I love you. And you still do this to me. Um, And so... She, she goes home. She, they just part. And Celie goes home and she goes, she's, she's thinking about all of this. And she's like, I don't need you to love me. And I don't need you to love. Mm. Mm. Okay. Before we get into what this song is. I would like you to tell the story of Cynthia Arrivo singing at that uh, charity event where she sang two songs and this was one of them. 
Uh, the one where she talks about how, um, mm-hmm. why she doesn't sing the song. Yes, please. I, I, I was going to, but I love the way you tell it. Well, I, I, I mean, it's just repeating what she says. Uh, cause she, you know, people always ask me, you know, why don't you ever sing I'm Here? And she says, you know, that song is a special song and it's a hard song. Cause she, and she makes a point of saying that this song changed her life. And it did. It is the... It, it was like, this, the, what is it? The 11 o'clock number is what it's called? Yeah. Uh, like, it's it's the big number of the show. Um, and it is so emotionally taxing and yet cathartic to sing. Especially, as she says, you know, you have to understand, it's like, she's been Seely from the beginning of the show up until now, and which means she has fully emotionally gone through all of the upheaval, trials, and battles that Celie has gone through up until this point. Uh, and so she's had to be abused mentally and physically. And get her. I'm sorry. I, I'm so but, sorry to interrupt. But, um, and for two hours, eight times a week, be called mm-hmm. ugly. Yep. And Cynthia Revo is far from it. Anything but. Anything but. Um, and so she's like, you know, it's hard having to go through all of that. And eventually it you start to believe it. Was the, the thing. And she was like, you know, uh, no matter what you do, no matter how strong you are, eventually you start to believe it. And so I started to hate to sing this song. Um, but then I realized the power that this song had that it when it changed my life and the power that it has to help change others but also the power that it had to change Celie's and so she's like that's why I will it's hard to sing but I will always sing it and and she also one of my favorite things that she says in in that moment is she's yeah. like this song is very special to me. It does mean a lot. And I never want it to be a party trick that I do. Mm-hmm. Because it means so much. It should always be a poignant moment. It shouldn't be like a, Cynthia's here, let's have her sing, I'm here. Right. Right, right, right. Which, God bless, because if you'll watch YouTube, Cynthia Revo, which you, if you listen to our Cynthia Revo 30-minute uh, yes. positive affirmation podcast, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, You'll see that she sings literally any and every song, but I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> On YouTube. Um, which, uh, by the way, she just sang, uh, was it Don't Rain On My Parade? Um, which was phenomenal. So I fully recommend you look that up on YouTube. Absolutely. Anyway. So. so we get to I'm here. Yes. So she's, she, so she sings. I, you know what? As, as much as I love this song, Seely story-wise, for me... It could end after, I don't need you to love me, I don't need you to love. Mm. That's it. I, but, thankfully... I'm enough. Thankfully, we 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 get another, like, three minutes of song. We get um, the whip topping and a cherry on top. For, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, she goes, I have my sister. I can feel her now. Even though she may not be here, she's still mine. And I know that she still loves me. She says, I've got my children, and I can't hold them now, and they may not be be here. 
but they're still mine. And I hope that they know that I still love them. So her big two loves in her life, she's like, they may not be here, but they still have my whole heart. Every bit of it. And she's like, I've got my house to keep the cold out. I've got my chair when I can't stand anymore. And I've got my hands doing the the job that they're supposed to be doing uh, while I'm still showing my heart to the people that I'm close to. Um, And so she goes, I've got my eyes. They they don't see as far now, but they see more about how things really are now. Things really are now. (sighs) So now... Seely, now we we've had her lose her sister, lose her children, emotionally abused for a couple of decades. Finally, stand up to this man who has been has never been kind to her. Mm-hmm. Lose, fall in love. I'm sorry. She's also fallen in love. She is, she has yeah. also fallen in love and now lost that love. Mm-hmm. And. She takes this moment. I'm so, so upset. It's just such a great moment. It's of, beautiful. Of watching this entire story. And then this woman, alone on stage, after everything that has happened to her, look out and say, I'm going to hold my head up. I'm, I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to hold my head up. I'm going to put my shoulders back and look you straight in the eye. And I'm going to flirt with somebody when they walk by. And I am going to sing out. Because I believe I have inside of me everything that I need to live a bountiful life. And with all the love that's alive in me, I'm going to stand as tall as the tallest tree. And I am thankful for every day that I'm given, both the easy and hard ones that I'm living. But most of all, I'm thankful for loving who I really am. I'm beautiful. And she takes a moment. And let me tell you, every audience loses their mind when she says this. And she, she takes a moment and she lets them calm down. And she goes, yes, I'm beautiful. And I'm here. <laughs> so, um, a couple of years later, they're at a picnic. And they, it, it's this, I cried at this moment because the entire cast comes out and they sit down like they're having this big picnic. Mm-hmm. And I think it's Sophia who says something. Uh... But Seely says, look at everybody who came. And she gestures out into the audience. To the audience, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it was so quiet. And I was like, you cannot, you cannot make any kind of crying noise right <laughs> now. Um, so Seely hears a car horn. And she's like, who, who is that? <laughs> Harpo, who this one? <laughs> No, no, that is not what she said. That is what she says, though. And so we hear the song from the very beginning. Hey, sister, what you gonna do? 
going down by the river, gonna play with you. And Seeley, Nettie, Nettie comes home. Nettie comes home with Seeley's mm. children. Mm-hmm. This is the other time my mom cries in the movie. This is when Daniel laughs. They they all run to each other. And after... They, they, they say, hey, Suge and Mista made this happen. Um, which does not forgive them of their past tran- transgressions, but whatever. So Thiele thanks them, and she's like, she sings the Color Purple reprise, where she sings every, uh, 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 f- uh, fucking everything that there is to, dear God, dear stars, dear trees, dear sky, dear people, dear everything, dear God. And mm. we kind of refined Celie's faith a little bit. Where she's like, God is inside me and everyone else rising like the sun. And it is the hope that sets us free. Uh, and they they literally sing the color purple reprise. Uh, and uh, Celie is like, like you and I, like a grain of corn, like a honeybee, like a waterfall, all a part of me. Like the color purple. Where does it come from? Open up your eyes, look what God has done. And Celie looks at her her sister and she's like, I don't think we, I don't think us feel old at all. I think this is the youngest we've ever felt. And everybody on stage just says amen. And that is the color purple. Like a grain of corn, like a honey. It's so good. Before we do any kind of signing off stuff, uh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just, BJ, thank you for doing this. I'm, first of all, very excited that we finally got to do the show. I, I look, I've been threatening in every episode I've done for the last year now. Yeah. So Yeah. Um, but I do just wanna like thank you. This as like cheesy as it sounds, like I wanna thank you for like helping us get like you guys, the listeners, for helping us get to like fifty episodes. Like I would not be doing this if only four people were listening as as much as I joke about it, like more people listen than just four. Um so like thank you guys for like making this happen. We I really wanted this to be our 50th episode, and I'm very happy that we got this far. So, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. That's crazy. We're, we're taking a moment to be grateful for the things in our life. and We're noticing the color purple, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it full circle. Honey. Uh, <laughs> oh, BJ, would you, like to, would you like to promote anything, and do you want to promote... Uh, something that I, I don't want to say out loud in case you don't want to. Yeah, we can, we can, we can promote London. Okay, That's yeah, fine. absolutely, go for it, please. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God. Okay. Um. All right. So you'll be hearing this in the world uh, pretty soon. Um. Uh. So, uh, for the month of October, I'm running a mini D and D campaign called Old Londinium. Uh, it's set 1920s magical London, which uh, some of this show was set the- in. Magical it's London. No, Correct. 1920. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the Color Purple is now my favorite show. Um, no. Uh, so, it's actually my second favorite musical. It's also my second right favorite now. musical. <laughs> I was stupidly about to ask you what your number one musical was. Anyway, do you know what mine is? Aida? 
Correct. Yeah. Um, you pass. For now. Anyway, so Old Londinium, uh, it's, uh, we will stream it live on fandomencounters.tv on twitch.tv. Um, and so, yeah, you'll get to see us, and you'll, if you listen to this podcast, you'll see some, uh, familiar voices, uh, I would say faces, but you don't see us when we record these, uh, because Nathan is going to be one of the players. I'm very excited. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, if only you would answer the question. I'm cutting that out. Um, so, <laughs> uh, no, I'm very excited for that. Guys, please, please. It, the way it's set up is going to be so much fun. I'm so excited about it. Um, yeah, it's going to be a Yeah. Um, but, BJ, again, thank you for coming uh, onto the podcast to do this. Thanks for having me. We yeah. will have you on uh, yeah, very soon again, I'm sure. Uh and it's a pleasure as the netty to your ceiling guy yeah but also it's crazy to think like this september you and i have been friends for 16 years that is crazy yeah we met in uh and so (laughs) (laughs) and now i have an ecv that has hot wheels uh, i want one of those wally chairs that everybody's laying in i have been preaching a wallet chair for the last two months at work, and everyone's like, you cannot be this Everybody is like, like, we were bet. so close to the episode ending. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. No. Uh, shout out to everyone who always talks to me about uh, these episodes at work. You know, people like Carla, and you guys are great. Oh, also, shout out uh, Deej. Uh, he's been so excited about this episode since I told him I was Are you serious? It, uh, Hi. Two weeks ago. He's been, he's been freaking the fuck out. He's like, have you recorded it yet? When is it, is it this week? And I'm like, it's episode 50 and we're on 47. So. Oh my gosh. Down. That's so fun. Um. Yeah. So uh, everyone enjoy Guys, that. there's so also wild. one more special announcement that we have not put on social media yet. And it probably won't be by the time that this is happening. But it was so popular last time we did it. That we are about to enter the month of October. So we are bringing back super kooky ooky season of scary shows. Um, so be be ready for that little like sub-series of shows that are coming up. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so like a person who has drunk too much in the end of every show, it is time to blackout.